Does it feel like the only way to sell is to do weird, sometimes creepy things that kind of put people off? Yeah, I've been there, which is exactly why I created Stay Close to the Money, a free resource that offers you 37 stupid easy ways to grow your revenue without being salesy, sleazy, or questionably moral. This free guide is available on my website and in the links in the show notes. So make sure you go download it so that you can start making more money today. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Strategy Snacks. I'm Frenchie Frenzy, a growth and marketing strategist. And today we are joined by April Pertwee, a storytelling and visibility expert to share her wisdom with us. Hi, April. So good to have you. Thank you, Frenchie. I'm excited to be with you for this strategy snack. I love the idea (laughs) of this being a little snack. I love it. I love it. Um, So will you tell everyone listening a little bit more about you and what you do? Yes, I run a company called Light Beamers. Um, I have a philosophy around storytelling. I'm a storytelling and visibility expert. And my work in the world, it really has been for a long time and continues to be now around helping other people tell their story. That's just it in a nutshell. Primarily work with women-owned brands, helping them um, step onto bigger stages, share their story in books, um, take big visibility leaps by way of sharing and telling their story with this idea and this ethos and this ideology that I carry that when we share our stories, we shine a light. Hence the word light beamers, um, that our stories are actually something that can be useful and encouraging and um, something that can teach and inspire other people. And we hoard potential when we actually don't dig into our stories and share those stories with other people. So I help people do I that. that. I love that hoard potential. That's, <laughs> I like it. I love it. <laughs> so to start us off, would you share your biggest win with all of us? Yeah, I love that question. Um, I guess I'm, I'm think I'm fortunate enough to have had a few, uh, which is good news. Um, Seriously. But I, I, if it's share, share a recent one that, is most top of mind, which is something that I I know when I look back a few years ago, I didn't really see this one coming. I didn't plan it. So those are really fun wins when you, you, it wasn't something that I had on the goal list or anything like that. But um, a couple of years ago, I had a publisher come to me. Uh, I run, I have a community of women, obviously I work in the world of storytelling, helping them tell their stories, helping them get those stories out in big ways. And she asked me, have you ever thought about putting together a collaborative book and bring multiple women together and really walk them through the journey of not only sharing their story, which of course you would do, but also really teaching them and showing them the ins and outs of the publishing world so that if they ever want to go on and publish their own book, they're very equipped and empowered to go do that. And I was just like, wow, that's the best idea I've heard in a long time. (laughs) There's a lot of collaborative book projects out there and I've seen them, but I never thought of them from that lens for myself. Um, And so I said yes to that. And we didn't just create a program where someone can literally write a check and, you know, submit a chapter and get published in a book. And to be fair, that's how a lot of collaborative programs work, collaborative book projects work. And I was like, well, if we're going to do it, we got to do it really right. And so instead of them writing a check to get published, they they wrote a check to be involved in part of a nine-month program in which we truly immersed them in this storytelling world and this publishing world. And we 
we showed them every step of the way how to do it. And we have now published two number one international best-selling books with a third one in the works as we speak. And you know, helping 34 plus women get published in the process. And now we've had three women who have gone on from the batch that we've already published so far. We've had three women go on to um, work on their solo projects and are now publishing their first uh, books. So their solo books. That's and amazing. so it's a win for me because it was a fun, fun avenue uh, to add to my business. Um and it was also fun for me to see clients take what they learned and then take it to the next level too, and and continue to cheer them on from the sidelines, uh, you know, and doing that. So it's been uh, just a fun thing that I didn't know I was going to get into, you know, book publishing necessarily. I do work with a lot of clients privately to help them pull the stories that they're going to write and put in their books, but. I never was a part of that actually publishing a book and having my name on it on all of that before. So it was a really cool win that I still am celebrating and look forward to our third publication coming later this year. That's awesome. I love that you kind of like tried to rethink how to kind of establish even more credibility in some of those group books and all that. And just like really making sure that the quality and the content was really strong too, so that it's like compelling and engaging. I think that's so smart. Yeah. That was so important to me because um, I I have a media background. So I'm a trained journalist and I did not want the quality of the writing to be just what anybody, whatever somebody wanted to turn in which is mm-hmm. how a lot of collaborative book projects work. And you just turn in whatever you want and we'll publish it. Uh, I'm yeah. kind of gross generalizing that, but <laughs> it, is a fair, it is a fair assessment. Yeah. Um, and so, no, we, we brought in copywriters, to, not copywriters. We brought in copy editors to help them. We brought in, you know, we coached, I coached, the publisher coached. I mean, we, we were in there helping them make their words better, teaching them about storytelling, really showing them how to make their words shine. And then all the other things that go along with it, the visibility that it's required to build your author's platform and understanding how to put yourself out there. Because, you know, it's one thing to write a book, but it's another thing to go tell everybody you wrote a book and try to get them to buy it. You know, the visibility that you have to put yourself out there and do a lot of things on social media that make a lot of people uncomfortable. We, We just walked hand in hand with every single one of those women through the process. And it was just a lot of fun. But yeah, the quality was super important to us because my name was on it, you know, and my brand (laughs) was on it. My Lightbeamers logo was on it. And so it was, um, it was something that I had to stand behind. Totally. Totally. I love it. Well, changing gears a little bit, what would you say one of your biggest business fails or mistakes or however you kind of would want to frame it has been? Um, this one of the things that I think a lot of business owners make the mistake of, and I certainly did as well, was this idea. And I guess I'm going to say this from more of the entrepreneurship angle, but this idea that I was going to build this business by myself. Um, mm-hmm. And so the mistake I made early on was thinking that I could not afford to hire help. Mm-hmm. And I learned very quickly that I could not afford to not hire help. You know, um, when I actually started bringing in long-term help, you know, I started with some virtual assistants and then of course, obviously got into coach, you know, hired coaches and things like that. But when I started doing that on a regular basis and brought people in as team members, 
my business grew. So yes, it required an investment, but the return on that investment was so much bigger than the investment. So um, you have to learn to invest in your business in ways that make you feel uncomfortable. You don't feel ready. You think you can't afford it, but you really have to look at your, you know, when you're, if you're looking at that and only seeing the upfront investment, you're not seeing the full story, which is the return, the potential return on that investment and what that yeah. actually would look like once, in my case, in you know, getting help and having other people do things in my business that I just was not equipped to do and I should not have been doing. Yeah. You know, I need to be the visionary. I need to be the person that does the things that I'm really good at mm-hmm. and the things that I was not good at bring people in to help me. And I know that it's not a mistake that I necessarily make anymore, but it was one that I made that I share often because I don't want others to make that same mistake. Totally. And I always look at the the cost of that mistake in kind of two ways, right? One is obviously, you know, there's an ROI on those investments and there should be. But on the flip side, right, we forget to think about the cost of not hiring and the potential losses that we are accepting because we're not, we don't think we're ready to invest yet. Right. And so I love this as a strategy snack because I think it's really important. And I talk a lot about making the right investment at the right time. And so there is about kind of figuring out, okay, what's the best choice right now based Mm -hmm. on my goals, but nobody goes it alone. (laughs) Yeah. And, and to be clear, when I first started and I hired the, the virtual assistant for the first time, I didn't hire her at 40 hours a week. I mean, she wasn't full time. It was just come and lighten my load. Can you take this one thing and do it for me every week? And maybe, you know, it cost me a, a couple hundred dollars, you know, mm-hmm. but over time, because very, very quickly, I mean, very, very quickly, I was like, can you do more? And can you do more? And can you do more? And can now you be full time with me? And can you not work for anyone <laughs> else? And can you like be my right hand girl? And it really grew into that. So you know, you do have to baby step your way there for sure. Um, however, it is it is a challenge and it's a good challenge to see, as you said, what might it be costing you? And it's not just financial things right. that it's costing you. It could be costing you, stre- you know, costing you a lot of stress and maybe sleepless nights and, um, you know, just things that are not good for you in general and holistically. So, Um, Yeah. So, uh, and definitely missing, missing the boat on some things and letting things slip through the cracks because you're just juggling too many things in the air. Totally. Totally. All right. Well, last but not least, what is one strategy snack that you'd like to share with everyone? Well, I would be remiss if I came on and didn't say (laughs) storytelling. I I say to people all the time that storytelling is my secret weapon. April, how have you built your business? Storytelling. You know, April, how did you do this? Storytelling, you know, it's pretty much my answer. But it really is um, just kind of a high level view of of what unfolded for me. I was um, a, a journalist. I worked in television news, transferred into working as a video producer and digital marketing person, um, helping brands really tell their story in the digital format and in the video format for years. And then I decided to really expand my work. And I wanted the opportunity. I just wanted, I have been someone that was always asking other people their story and pulling their story out of them and putting it together for them that I wanted to do two things. I wanted to figure out, well, how do I tell my story? Number Mm -hmm. one, because I mean, I was a journalist that never gave herself the mic. 
<laughs> and I wanted to see if, because not everybody gets sent a video producer to produce their story, right? So why don't I figure out how to teach what I know and just empower more women to tell their story without me, you know, just to do, to learn it. And um, in order to build light beamers and, and to grow that, I started by literally sharing my story on social media. I started writing, I started creating blogs, but they were all storytelling based. And I just made a commitment to the storytelling. I didn't have a strategy. I didn't have programs or offerings. I didn't have a, any, I didn't really have a business to be honest with you. <laughs> I just had this idea that I want to play and explore with storytelling and teach other people along the way. And from that, a really beautiful business that I have today, a thriving business. And to be honest with you, I haven't really changed that strategy. I right. still do that to this day. You follow me on social media. I'm always telling yeah. stories, you know, and just really bringing people into my world that way. And it works. And then guess what? It's free. <laughs> truth. Truth. I love that. I love that. Um, well, thank you so much for coming, for sharing and all of those things. Where can anyone listening get to know you a bit better? Well, my social media channels of choice um, are LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. And I play pretty um, evenly on all of them. I'm probably a little heavier over on Facebook because I have a Facebook community there, mm -hmm. um, a private Facebook group called the Light Beamers Community, which is, is a definitely a great place to come hang out with me. It's a free community. And that's where I do share a lot of free content around storytelling. And I help people with their storytelling and give a lot of free prompts in there. And it's just a gorgeous place to hang out with a really beautiful group of people. Um, but on all the channels, I am at Light Beamers. So that's probably easier than spelling my last name. So um, <laughs> yeah, Light Beamers is, is where you find me everywhere. And also my website is lightbeamers.com. That's L-I-G-H-T-B-E-E-B-E-A-M-E-R-S. It's pretty easy. And um, I and I welcome that. I really love meeting new people. I, you know, like I, my DMs are open and I probably will start asking you some questions to tell me more about your story because I'm actually a very, very curious person. And I love to meet new people. So please come say hello. I love it. I love it. Amazing. Thank you so much for being here today, April. And I know everyone's going to love listening to this. We'll talk soon. Thank Bye. you. Bye.